0: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast Theology. My name is Josiah Kane and this morning I'm joined by Isaac Kane. I am back. Chuck Jones. He's also back.
1: I'm still here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Veterans Day. If you guys don't know, Chuck was in the Coast Guard for how many years? Four years. And uh, so we got free, he got free breakfast this morning while we are at Denny's. I tried the chicken biscuit hash or tater tot bowl, something along those lines. It was biscuits, gravy, chicken covered in cheese. It was really good. Can't say I was upset about it for sure. I was tempted between getting that item as well, but I haven't been to Denny's in a long time And I saw that they of course had a Cinnamon pancake breakfast And I couldn't resist it. So I got myself some Overly sugary pancakes Again mm-hmm. What'd he'll, you get Chuck?
1: He'll be having trouble later this afternoon Yeah the I stroke. told him I could
0: drive him home If he went into a diabetic coma Yeah
1: <laughs> uh, I had a grand <laughs> slam Which consisted of Scrambled eggs? No, no scrambled eggs. Wait, loaded bases? Yeah. (laughs) Pancakes, bacon, sausage, and two eggs over easy. Mm.
0: Sounds good. Sounds classic American. Yeah. So, we've been having a philosophical debate this morning. Really important stuff. Obviously, we're going to continue our series on the Holy Spirit. uh, But... We have a question, how many holes does a straw have? We know some of you out there are philosophically minded listeners. My contention is that a hole, or that a straw only has one hole. But then again, you know, you could kind of make some arguments it's like maybe it has two holes. We're very confused. We just would like your opinions. If Some anybody of us are
1: very confused. <laughs> Chuck, seems to,
0: Chuck seems to know what's going on. He has his own mind made up. Right. So, you should write in to breakfastheology at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what you think about holes and how many a straw has and what defines a hole. And how can we come to a correct conclusion of holeology?
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway,
0: a new topic. You can also uh, write in and tell us what you think about this episode. Maybe give us some criticism or your thoughts or give us a topic of discussion. And as always, there's an open invitation to anyone who wants to come up here uh, to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anybody who's maybe local will buy you breakfast if you want to join in on an episode. Yeah. So this morning we're going to be, I think, combining two of the two of the fruit of the spirit just because it they're very similar gentleness and kindness so also there are a lot of them so this series could drag on for you know obviously quite a while so we're going to try to uh make a shortcut here a little bit and combine gentleness and kindness
1: so where do we start relation five twenty two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, longsuffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let's not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another.
0: So yeah, that, this is really the passage where uh, you know, the whole focus about the fruit of the Spirit is coming from. Uh, and I think it just really emphasizes what these fruit of the Spirit are when it shows what's contrasted to, which is the fruit of the flesh, so to speak, or what, the, what living in this world Produces, you know, which is strife and jealousy and selfishness and division and and sexual morality, all these kind of things. And the pose to that is what Chuck just read, uh, you know, the uh, fruit of the spirit, with of course a focus today on being gentleness and kindness as part of that, which means that. God's way is gentle and kind, which would mean the world's way is being harsh and, and fits of anger. Selfish. Selfish, yeah.
1: What is the Greek word for kindness?
0: It is
1: uh
0: kre-stoites. What?
1: <laughs> kraistotes kraistotes Yes. Christotes By interlinear has that translated gentleness
0: hmm. Yeah, Christ, Christotes can mean gentleness It can also, it's kind of tricky, it can also be translated good, kindness, or goodness So it has a lot of different words And it is it is different than the word that Paul uses for gentleness uh, Just later on in, in verse 23 of Galatians 5 that's a proutes, which is a different word but they have similar translations of English so uh, the word here used for kindness has kind of this connotation of uh, moral excellence or like in character mm-hmm. so kind of this this uh Guiding of what is good and what's wrong that causes you to act in a certain way. So, this is the right thing to do, this is the wrong thing to do, and since this is the right thing to do, it's kind. You know, it's this is good, this is what is correct. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we hear the English word kind, and understandably, it's a very soft word, but I think. Sometimes we can look at kind as like, oh, they're just so kind. like, they're very soft and nice. nice. Like, there's a lot of times when being kind is very difficult and showing as a big sign of strength. I've heard it once that from a pastor, I don't remember who I heard it from anymore, but I liked it. Being kind is, uh, despite the fact that you can overpower someone, you decide to be gentle with them. Like you're kind with them, and uh, I really like that because I think we see that in almost every single moment of Jesus's life on Earth. He could have easily had we had way more power over anybody, but he showed, you know, gentleness and kindness. He was um, loving to people that he could have easily abused his power over. You know?
1: Yeah, mercy goes from the flows from the more powerful to the weaker. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go the other way around. Right. Right. That doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. The weaker person saying, I'm showing you mercy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gentleness by comparison to kindness has more to do with I think that where you're talking about kind of softness, that meekness, that Mm -hmm. (laughs) a mildness. Of, it's more of like your disposition I feel like kindness is more of like a decision yeah. and more like I'm choosing to do what I think is appropriate here to be kind but I think gentleness is more of an attitude like a way you carry yourself yeah you can, I feel like you can almost say that kindness is the perspective and mindset, the heart you have and gentleness is kindness
1: played out in action you know yeah So they're really describing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Like heat and fire. Yeah, a little
0: bit different, but they definitely overlap in many ways.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, there's a reason they can be both translated gentleness in English is because they have such an overlap and similarity. I think something that is a good verse to look at with what does kindness actually look like? What does biblical kindness look like? What does Jesus imagine when he thinks of kindness that he wants us to have? We can look at some examples. Luke six thirty five is a is a good one. Um, I'm gonna get there here real quick. Well, let me actually read the whole context around six thirty five. Sure. More coffee, please, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. If you actually allow me to read the whole context around six thirty five, I think Helps of to the discussion too. Sure. So starting in verse 27, it says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish with others to do to you, do to them also. If you love those who love you, what benefit is to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is it to you? For even sinners do the same.
1: Thank you, my man. Yeah,
0: thanks. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is it to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and give back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and reward and your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the most high for he is the kind for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your father is merciful.
1: Mm.
0: You know thank you for sharing the whole um, context of that too. you know this is Jesus's words to us. If we want to say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, we have to take these words very seriously
1: yeah
0: I think what Jesus is, is saying here is he's showing us how to be kind. yeah. He's giving real life examples of what kindness looks like. Mm-hmm. It's loving those who do evil to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking abuse and attacks and it's taking um, people who are trying to take advantage of you and it's taking all these situations. And it's turning them on their heads and it's going against maybe what our initial thoughts or desires are in that situation and calling us to a different way of handling it. Yeah. Which I think comes back to the kind of the, the moral definition of kindness, which is that it is the realization of what's correct to do in that situation and choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, what everybody thinks is correct to do in a situation is different. Which is why moral ambiguity is everywhere. Is what the book of Judges thought about. You know, it's like everybody's doing what they thought was right. Mm-hmm. Which is why we can't live that way. There has to be some kind of moral guiding light. Which is God, which his true self has revealed to us through through Jesus. Like his, who he is and what he wants. Jesus said. Yeah. So Jesus is the correct the the straight up mouthpiece of what God is telling
1: us to do here and the striking on the cheek and turning to the other I I know there are people who are afraid of that verse and I've heard people disregard it and say don't do it but I think what they what, they're ha- what they have in mind is a getting st- struck on one cheek and then holding out the other and saying, come on, is that the best you got? Give me another one. And it's not that. Right. It is retaliation. That's what Jesus is pointing out here. It's not up to us to retaliate. And retaliation in today's society is big entertainment. Mm -hmm. Look who, uh, look at the karma thing here. Mm -hmm. When, uh, you know, (coughs) Jesus is saying that's not the way we do business, that's not the way we live.
0: You know, we talked about a little bit earlier, we think of kindness as a pretty, sometimes in the English we can think of pretty soft or weak kind of words with kindness. Like you know, we might think of kindness as like you help the old lady cross the street, which of course is a very kind and good thing to do, but it's way more difficult than that to live the kind of kindness that Jesus is talking about here. What's easier to do when you get struck on the cheek? strike them back or to not Threat. retaliate. Yeah. Not retaliate. Yeah. Not retaliate is the way harder thing to do. This is way harder to do than what is natural to us. You know, Go the extra mile. Give the cloak off your shirt if they steal from you. Or turn the cheek. Like, these are difficult things to do. That really shows they have a lot of self-control and, and power and peace with yourself to be
1: able yeah. to have. And kindness. then there's other critics who will say things such as well, you don't want them to take advantage of you. Mm. How, how is that going to happen? Mm. You're, you're advocating that they have more power over the situation than God has. Mm. If He's in control, they can't take anything away from you. He doesn't want you to keep. Right, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. By the same token, he has told me if somebody strikes you, don't try to stop them. Matter of fact, offer the other cheek. Yeah. That's kind of the opposite of stopping them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You're right. Yeah, I would say so. And so it's, it's, a, it's a matter of letting God have control of the situation so that he can control the situation. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have a dispute with someone and you know you take it upon yourself to set it right, you've just stepped in front of God. Mm. How can God get a clear shot at this individual when you're in the way? Mm. Get out of the way. Right. Step aside. You've got a Shot.
0: Which I think is actually the humility part of the discussion, yeah. because more often than not, the word used for humility in Galatians 5, or sorry, the word used for gentleness in Galatians 5, is translated as humility. So, like in 1 Peter 3:15 says, But in your hearts receive Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you mm-hmm. to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Which is then later translated in James 1, 21 as, Therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly, same word there, accept the word planted mm-hmm. in here which can save you. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. it's, it's not just about... The kindness is what you're doing. The gentleness is how you're going about it. Because you can do the right thing and be super prideful about it. And, you know, rub it in someone's face. And that's not gentleness. That's not the humility. No. Mm-hmm. So you can you can do the morally correct thing and still be doing it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just action. It's how you go about the action. And there's a lot of uh, scripture... That talks about how it's... It's the... What's in the, our hearts. It's what we... The attitude that goes into our actions is... An equally important part as to what we're actually doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, of course, it's the fruits. The, the fruit of the spirits. That's in our lives. That's what results. It's not just correct action, but correct attitude in the action.
1: Mm.
0: So, it's not just patience but it is humble patience you know it's not self-control it's humble self-control or gentle self-control you know it's not like you're cursing someone out and you're saying oh I'm better than you because I'm choosing not to fight back which right. is
1: fighting back right. right
0: yeah I actually had a that reminds me of a story I said something I should have had but it's still a funny story <laughs> So, I was a freshman in high school, and there was this guy making fun of another freshman, and he was a a senior in high school, and uh, he was, like, making fun of him, and then eventually he just said, stupid freshman. And I said, yeah, it says the senior in geometry. (laughs) And that's not something I should have said, obviously, but then he said, I'm going to be the bigger man here and not do anything about what you just said. That's like almost what he said word for word. I was very happy for him to pick that role. (laughs) Because he was definitely stronger and bigger than me. Um, I think he also knew I was the pastor's kid and his family kind of knew my dad so I don't think that went into his equation as well. Um, But We both handled that improperly. You know, I mean, I shouldn't have said what I said. That was not respectful or morally kind. But then he took the high road, but he did it in a way that was... Prideful. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm still in control of the situation. You know, like, I'm preserving who I am uh, and my manliness or my authority and power here over you. So it just kind of goes to show you He could have had, he had the opportunity to be kind after, you know, I lash out at him, and to be gentle. And those kind of go hand in hand, because kindness is not complete without gentleness. Right. And there's no point in being gentle unless you're doing the truth. Right. Right. And by the way, you know, we talked about, you know, like, don't let people take advantage of you. Like, some people might say, you know, like, it seems like what we're saying is just kind of take the hits. And in a sense, we are, you know, because we know what's coming for us. And we still have control over our situation. And ultimately, God does. But I think also this method that Jesus says isn't just saying, let people take advantage of you, but it's really how do you best handle the situation? Like, what's the best way to quote-unquote combat the situation, and it's opposite of the way the world says. The world says, fight back, you know, Jesus says, quote-unquote, fight back by, by loving them, and it's going to be even more effective in the situation. Yeah, he's not asking us. He's not asking us to not be resistant, right? He's just asking us to do it in a different way, a yeah. way that honors. that so we're not used to. Right, that we're not used to, and is truly more effective. Uh, I think of Romans, um, chapter twelve, verse twenty. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Paul's saying, basically saying, you know, we like to do eye for an eye and, and hate our enemies. He says to the contrary. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Which is things that, like we just heard in Luke, in the words of Jesus. It says, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. You know, there's a sense of... It's still in a way defending yourself and retaliating or resisting, quote-unquote, but it's in a God-honoring way that is much more effective in the first place. You know, it's being kind and gentle is, in many senses, way more powerful than being um, prideful, and rash, and harsh.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It reminds me of the story in 2 Kings 6, I think we talked about it, where Elisha, um, the army is coming to kill him, and then God strikes him with blindness and he leads him into the heart of the capital, of the enemy country. And the king's like, ooh, finally, I can wipe out this army. He's like, no, just feed him. <laughs> yeah. Give him something to drink. Give him some food, and we'll let him go. Mm. What? And the king was upset about that. But then they got back, and guess what? They didn't turn around and come back and attack. <laughs> because yeah. after you're led blindfully by the person you were supposed to be murdering, given a feast, and then returned home safely,
1: it makes you reconsider some things. Right. <laughs> <Well, laughs> just think about it. How did he do that?
0: We don't know.
1: And we're not taking another chance. <laughs> if he can do that to us, he could
0: probably do much worse. Yeah. It's like when the Ark of the Covenant got stolen and all the bad things are happening. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the yeah. hemorrhoids were popping up on the enemies and, you know, like the statue of Dagon, I think. I think it was Dagon. Yeah. Yeah, where the head fell down or it fell over and they put it back up and the next day the head was on the ground. And they're like, okay, we don't want this thing here anymore. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just get rid of it. Right. You know, there was a time and a place to have some maybe more harsh, for like a better word, or strong resistance. And, you know, Jesus had a had anger at one point for making God's temple a, a den of robbers and was pretty upset and yeah. flipped over some tables. But he still did it um, in a truthful and kind way. He wasn't doing it totally just destroy them. It was to speak the truth and let them know really that what they're doing is wrong you yeah. don't leave them I actually don't even think he whipped the people I think he just used the whip to drive out the animals and drive them out yeah. he never used it on the people you know?
1: so is that where they get the phrase cracking the whip maybe 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 well where this word is used for people it describes decent people She's in the kitchen. We're gonna Honest. First worthy. I, I, I will go it, upright. Gonna benevolent. Hmm. First. I, I think of kindness I'm gonna, I'm in the world today right. has become has become kind of uh, wishy. It doesn't mean anything of any substance. Yeah. You're talking about, I'm going to go be kind today. What are you going to do? Right. Just a minute. Well, just be nice. Nice is another one of those words where, what does that mean? Right. Nice. The Bible doesn't talk about being nice, Mm it talks about being gentle, kind, merciful. Mm -hmm. And you know, it takes a lot of determination to be merciful.
0: Yeah. I think you can be nice with hidden motives. You yes. can't be gentle and kind.
1: Yeah, but that manipulation? Yeah, that's, you can yeah. be
0: manipulative and still be nice. Well, yeah. But you, you get your way. But you right. can't be manipulative and being kind and, and gentle. Yeah. Because that's morally opposing, you know, and that's not kindness. Like by and definition. Yeah. Work. You can, yeah, you can put on a, a face, a facade of niceness. Yeah, you can you can be quote unquote nice to anyone for a short amount of time, but to have in your heart want to do good to that person or to care about them, to see their need and all of that, that is way beyond nice. That's that goes into sacrifice and kindness, right? And humility. Mm-hmm.
1: Sacrifice is a tough thing for some people to yeah. accept. Yeah.
0: And again, doing this comes from a place of true strength, you know, it takes true strength and power and control to love others for their sake and not your own, to turn the other cheek. You know that Luke passage we read, it says in there, uh, do things without any expectation of return. Yep. You know, which might be part of that bad malintent of being nice is expecting something in return eventually. But that's still looking out for yourself ultimately, you know. Uh, Yeah, there's true strength in being gentle and kind. Because it's the awareness that you can do something about it or use your power in some way in a situation, but don't. And I can think of the best example is from Jesus while being crucified. He could have been like, you know what, forget this, and send out his legion of angels to take care of business easily. But instead he let people kind of, you know, we talk about taking advantage. In a sense, they took advantage of him. He did not deserve to die, and he let them do that out of love. That's part of the scariness and vulnerability of love, is it's a very vulnerable thing, and sometimes people will abuse that. So that's part of
1: the deal. And in that line of thinking, I go to Matthew 5, and... Blessed are you when people <laughs> revile you and persecute. Yeah. What what did Jesus say? Blessed yeah. are you when you get treated bad. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. But that's exactly it, because you're in good company. Yeah. You know who else they treated bad? The prophets. Mm-hmm. And those were some pretty good decent. People.
0: Right. Uh, Jesus himself. Huh? That's, Jesus himself was treated badly. That's a good company. When Pilate talked to Jesus and he said, there's all these people accusing you. What do you have to say for yourself? And he you didn't say anything. Right. And it said Pilate wasn't awe.
1: Yep. He yep. was
0: shocked by Jesus' lack of self-defense.
1: Well, yeah, and That's I right. think the display of strength in that situation was Peter... Pilate says to Jesus, don't you know yeah. who I am? I can either free you or send you to your death. Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk to me? And Jesus said, you can't do anything It mm-hmm. isn't already provided. Yeah. Right.
0: Any authority you have was given by my Father. Which is exactly the situation we are always going to find ourselves exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the kind of faith we need to have that's a good word someone says what are you going to do i have your life in my hands or i have your finances or i have your pride you know like in this moment like in my in my hands what are you going to do i don't have to defend myself because you truly don't have it
1: (laughs) yeah you
0: know yeah my life is not in your hands yeah it's in god's hands and so is your life (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Lay down the heat. That's the heaping coals on top of the head. You but know. then <coughs> But then if we go on and we explain that and say that to everyone <laughs> then we lose our gentleness, you know? Mm. Like it's the it's the truth of knowing that and maybe sometimes it's the right thing that might be the right thing to point out, but there's a truth of knowing that and living with that patiently when other people seem confused, even other Christians will sometimes say, why are you not doing anything about this? Like, why aren't you defending yourself? Why aren't you, like, standing up for your reputation or who you are, or whatever? (laughs) Sometimes you just have to say, it's not the right time, or it's- It's it's, not for me to do. Yeah, it's not for me to do. It makes me think of a story. I used to work at a Hobby Lobby in Ohio and I was a front register person, um, and the f- register people were able to see, like, out to the parking lot and stuff, and uh, this one, one of the co-workers walks up to me and says, hey, there's a group of teenagers by your car, like, pointing and laughing at it, looks like they were kicking the front bumper, looks like they kicked it off of your car, and I was like, oh. That's, that's not good <laughs> and they're like this has actually happened to me before and I have some zip ties and I know how to kind of zip tie up the front bumper until you get it fixed do you, you mind if we do that for a second I was like oh yeah I'd love that and so we're walking out and she's typically a bit more of a I guess bitter for lack like a better word kind of person in general a bit more negative about stuff and so she was saying how upset she was that they did this to my car and like this and that and saying a few words uh, profane words and just being all upset about it and she stops and she goes, you don't seem that upset. I seem more upset about this than you do. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's whatever. It was just kids being dumb kids, but I'm still fine. And in fact, I have someone helping me put the bumper back on, so I'm okay. And she's like, wow, like that really stood out. And I think that was a display of having an attitude of kindness. Towards some kids who literally just broke off a piece of my car. Yeah. You know, and I think that was pretty powerful for that person's life in that moment. You know, it's truly more powerful to be kind. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. That's just one of my few shining moments. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's a good example. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's also a good example of how following obediently in Christ leads to opportunities to show other people what it means. You right. know? Right. It's our—it's by the action of our life. Right. Sometimes that speaks louder than our words. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to make sure we said on the topic before we
1: close out today? Well, I think the negative side or the opposite side of kindness, gentleness, is a softness. Towards evil mm. you have a soft side when it comes to evil mm. the opposite of gentleness That right. so you could fall into evil pretty easily yeah. because you're soft towards it yeah. wickedness is in your toolbox yeah
0: Everybody has that favorite tool they always reach for—that that favorite flathead screwdriver that always seems to be the perfect pry bar to get this piece moved or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had one with a wooden handle. Mm. I had. Being the operative word. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's
0: those things we get comfortable using and doing, and phrases we say and places we go, yeah. and evil can become one of those go-to. tools that we reach for. Of slander, you know, putting people down, uh, violence. You know, there's all these, like, caveats, or I guess these facets of the opposite of kindness and gentleness that we can lash out. Like, the first thing we do is we lash out, or we isolate, or we call other people to try to get them on our side
1: about the situation. You know
0: those can be the the defaults and if we use them too often hopefully we never use them at all but they can become instinctual and then we have to fight against we have to fight against that it's a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. we're we're not waging against these people who are hurting us physically we're waging the spiritual war which is way deeper and bigger than any of that yeah
1: yeah insidious
0: I would guess
1: yeah because you don't know you got it yeah so do yourself a
0: favor give yourself a lot more power by being gentle and kind yeah all right (laughs) sounds like a good place to close off for the day yeah thank you guys so much for listening and joining us on this episode i hope that you found it useful and beneficial once again feel free to reach out to us at breakfasttheology at gmail.com.
1: Yes, please send us an email. Tell us something. doesn't matter what.
0: Yeah, we'd just love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, just, see, yeah you don't even have to put a body in the email. Just <laughs> A subject line with your name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Right.
0: Bye.